The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the appropriate use of data for collection and analysis to understand who your customers really are. Joining us again is Michael Schoen, who is the SVP and GM of Marketing Solutions at Newstar, which is a leading global information services provider driving the connected world forward with responsible identity resolution. And yesterday, Michael and I talked about how to use customer data for use in marketing channels and how that's changing. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about cross-channel measurement. Okay, here's the second part of my interview with Michael Schoen, SVP and GM of Marketing Solutions at Newstar. Michael, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here again. Great to have you back. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how the environment for data is changing, what's the appropriate way to collect data, how it can be used in marketing channels, the merger between off and online, and then what data actually costs. Today, I want to turn the conversation a little bit more to the analytics side and talk about figuring out cross-channel measurement. When you're a new star and you're collecting data and helping companies understand how their marketing campaigns are performing, how are you thinking about cross-channel attribution and measuring data coming in from multiple different systems? Helping our clients understand the effectiveness of the marketing across channels is one of our primary use cases. And frankly, one of the biggest challenges is simply the collection of the data. We're dealing with a lot of digital data in terms of display advertising and video advertising, but we're also ingesting data around our clients' direct mail campaigns, their in-store activities, their TV advertising, and looking to build a rich enough profile about how individual consumers are being exposed to that media and the purchase and offline transaction activity of those consumers in order to determine the incremental impact of each media channel. I think the biggest problem for marketers or the most common problem for marketing is thinking about cross-channel attribution, understanding how to evaluate a channel that's not first click or not last click. And everybody has their different recipe and their different model for how valuable a marketing channel is. When you think about marketing in the middle of your funnel, what's the rule of thumb that you use or you've seen used that's successful to understand whether a channel that is a mid-market channel is driving value? I think our general perspective is that your rules of thumb are always wrong. Damn. And, <laughs> and that, in fact, you should be using an approach that doesn't require thumbs at all. Our approach is to really take a data-driven modeling approach. 
because the presumptions that you may have about how specific consumers exposed in specific channels react to those exposures are very often incorrect. And we've done some research with some channels like Facebook or Pinterest that were pretty surprising in terms of the channel's expectation about the role they played in the purchase funnel, and then the reality when we really look at the data. So in the implementation of these solutions, another challenging aspect is working with the brands to get them to understand the ways in which their expectations may in fact be faulty. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that research. I think that the most common model that I've heard of for multi-channel attribution is some sort of milestone marker. You're giving 30% of credit to your first click attribution. You're giving 30% credit to your last click attribution. And then everything else in between is divided up or some sort of variant of that. Maybe it's 30 and 50 and then everything in between gets some credit. It sounds like you've found some data that argues against that. What is the most commonly used multi-channel attribution model that you've seen? And what does your data tell you it should be? A model like the one you've described is certainly better than last touch attribution because it recognizes that there is value in other aspects of the purchase funnel in terms of media exposure. But to be honest, that's all it has going for it is that it's better than last touch attribution, which is a relatively low bar. What it misses is a number of key things, probably the most important of which is incrementality, which is you need to recognize that as much as marketers might wish it weren't so, marketing doesn't drive 100% of sales. There's some significant percentage of your sales that would have occurred even with no marketing activity and certainly even with no digital marketing activity. That's what most of us marketers call a brand lift. (laughs) It's important to really focus on what is the incremental value of marketing and of each marketing channel. The other thing to understand is that the marketing impact of different touch points is going to vary by audience. So being able to incorporate some form of audience segmentation into the model is critical. There are some consumers for whom the video channel may be very compelling and then the other channels where the video channel is completely ineffective. And by leveraging data about the members of your audience and about media exposures, when you're dealing with enough data, you can actually run the analytics and draw some valuable conclusions. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. So talk to me about the mechanisms of putting that analysis together. I think that for smaller marketing teams, you know, without data scientists that are able to run analysis and build out a, a fully functional marketing attribution model, you know, we end up stuck. We don't have a data analyst or a data scientist here at the MarTech podcast. How do we figure out what our marketing attribution model should look like? In general, this is actually not an exercise that is done well in-house, regardless of the scale of your enterprise. In part, that's because there's a level of expertise that's required in the generation of these models. And doing it once for one brand does not allow you to generate that form of expertise. There's also privileged access to data, though. So because Newstar is a neutral provider of attribution, we have access to some data sets within some of the walled gardens that individual brands would not be able to get access to. And not being able to measure some of those wall gardens is pretty critical when you're trying to understand the effectiveness of the overall media spend. So the best practice here is to use a third-party vendor that's putting together marketing attribution models because they have expertise, because they have access to other data. Where do you think this should fit into a marketer's strategy? Are you putting together a multi-channel attribution, cross-channel attribution model early as you're setting up your brand? Is this something that you should be investing in as foundational? Should you wait till you have a certain amount of data and scale? What's the best practice for actually focusing on multi-channel attribution as opposed to you know licking your finger and putting it in the air like most startup marketers are doing? I'd say the real multi-touch attribution is probably not a startup marketer concern, in particular because when you're in that startup mode, you very often are not dealing with the sort of complex media plan that really warrants the need for a complex multi-channel approach. But when you're spending significant media dollars in multiple channels across wall gardens in both online and offline channels, it's at that point that the investment really starts to make a lot of sense. So when you're starting to invest in multiple channels, it makes sense to also make an investment into understanding the effect that those channels are having, even if they're not a last touch attribution channel. You can have somebody do the math for you and help you assign value across multiple different channels to understand whether they're first touch, middle of funnel, last touch channels. What's the mechanism that you use to apply that logic? Are you basically setting those things up in Google Analytics? Where are you actually applying the math that you're putting together when you have a multi-touch attribution model? The actual modeling is done you know, for Newstar. It's actually done in Newstar's cloud environment. The insights are made available back to our clients' interactive dashboard that helps our clients understand the various levers that are driving value across their marketing campaign. And then we have integrations that allow you to activate on those insights. For example, we're generating incremental audiences that can be targeted to improve the performance of your marketing campaign. So we view attribution not simply as an insights tool, but as an optimization tool that lets you actually activate and drive further improvements in your media plan. Let's walk through a case study or an example of that. You're working on a multi-touch attribution model for a customer, and it enlightens you as what some new audiences are. Give me an example of how that works. So we were working for a large marketer that had some preconceptions about their audiences and which audience would be particularly valuable for their products. 
it turned out that their audience segmentation was really skewed towards the audiences that were most likely to purchase. So they, they had correctly identified the subsets of their consumers who were going to spend more. What they did not understand from a marketing perspective is that some of those audiences who spend a lot are actually not at all susceptible to marketing. So marketing against those audiences was simply unnecessary. They spent a lot today and they would continue to spend a lot if you didn't market to them. On the other hand, there were audiences that currently spend less that were very susceptible to marketing. So these insights allowed us to identify for this client specific audiences that they could target, that they had identified as being not worthwhile audiences because their current spend levels are low. But in fact, we identified that these audiences would respond well to marketing and they drove significant business value through that targeting. For some reason, the metaphor that comes to mind to describe what you're talking about is, let's take a, a monster truck, right? A big truck. You might not have to market towards men listening to country music, wearing country hats, living out in the country. They're already going to buy a big truck, right? It's just a utility and something that that market is already saturated and mature. So they're going to go buy big trucks anyway. But if you market towards you know women in urban city centers, maybe they're looking to differentiate and don't want to buy the same car that everybody else has. And so your marketing can be more influential. I think you've got the right point in terms of identifying an audience that may not appear to be attractive, but is in fact pretty influenceable by marketing. I don't know that a lot of urban moms are going to be buying big monster trucks, but I think your point is correct. I think that parking plays more a factor into that than the actual desire to drive around a big truck. But, yeah. uh, you know, I hear you. It's, I don't know why that was the first metaphor that popped into my head. But <laughs> to go back into talking about marketing attribution, so putting together your attribution model not only tells you how to assign value to your multiple channels, it helps you understand which customers are more susceptible to being affected by your marketing. Are there any other reasons why marketers should place more value into building a multi-channel attribution model? I'd say two other factors that play a part in our client's decision process. One is the ability to incorporate into the model non-marketing factors. So in trying to understand what is driving sales, we'll model for clients things like the economy, gas prices, the weather, so that the reality is day over day, month after month, the world is not static. And the introduction of all these other signals can make it challenging to understand the impact marketing is having. So the ability to incorporate these exogenous factors is something that our clients find very valuable. The other factor that our clients are often looking to incorporate is not simply the short-term customer transaction, but long-term customer value. And so being able to model not just the actual acquisition of the customer, but recognizing that different customers over the length of the relationship with the brand will have different value. So attracting a customer that over the next five years is going to spend $100 is less interesting than attracting a customer that may spend $1,000. So being able to incorporate that into the model can reveal interesting insights as well. That's really interesting because then once you have your marketing attribution model set up, if you can not only figure out what your cost per acquisition is, but also your lifetime value, if you can do that in real time, it also influences how much you're going to bid on a given channel. Is there a way to take that data and start using it for real-time bidding or programmatic advertising buying? So you're not only evaluating what the value of a customer is, it's impacting what you're willing to pay in real time? That's exactly right. So one of the ways in which we integrate back into the media plan for our clients is by providing insights that go directly into the bidding algorithms for, um, for search and for display and video. So talk to me about how you're incorporating data from channels that are more walled gardens, where they're your Facebook, your Google. Another example is Apple and their iTunes app store, where you're not seeing a lot of conversion data. 
How are you taking all of the data from these sort of self-contained proprietary channels and mixing that into your cross-channel attribution models? That's another area where New Search is able to bring some unique value for our clients because we've built relationships with many of these wall gardens that provides us the ability to incorporate pretty granular measurement into the overall model. Now, that's something that's going to vary platform by platform. We've made a lot of progress with partners like Facebook in terms of being able to help clients understand uh, the value of their investment in Facebook or in Pinterest, Snapchat, et cetera. But it's going to continue to evolve over time. And regardless of the channel, we're working with marketers so that we can evaluate the impact that spend in these channels is having on their overall marketing effectiveness. Interesting stuff. So I guess the last question for you is, as you're thinking about building out a multi-channel attribution model, if the best practice is outsourcing that, how much data you need? How much time does it take? And what does it cost to build out an effective cross-channel attribution model? We're typically looking to incorporate anywhere from three to four months of data before we begin generating a model. So this is not something you turn on in just a couple of days. At Newstar, we're looking to build relationships with clients that are looking to run for multiple years. And we're typically looking at engagements that are about you know, $400,000 per year and above. So at the enterprise level, you need a few months of data to be able to make your campaign effective. And the type of enterprise level companies like Newstar want to have relationships, help with your media buying, do a lot of analysis for you. Is there a down market version of what Newstar does? I think when you're looking for a smaller set of solutions, you're typically not going to be looking for what we would refer to as multi-touch attribution. I think the kind of starter kit for this is really to go with a more rule of thumb type model where you may be uh, allocating a percentage of attribution to the beginning of the funnel and the end of the funnel. I think when you're really looking for sophisticated MTA solutions, it's going to measure effectively across all channels. You are beginning to look at a more enterprise play. So multi-touch attribution, while the holy grail of marketing data is still something that is essentially for marketing royalty, people with lots of data, people with big budgets. And when you're down market, you're still using these rules of thumb and intuition in terms of what the value of channels are. So there's something to look forward to as your brand grows to be able to implement more data science into your practice to understand what is truly driving incrementality. Okay. I think that's a great stopping point. Michael, thank you for being our guest and for telling us a little bit about multi-channel attribution. Thank you very much. Okay. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Michael Schoen, SVP and GM of Marketing Solutions at Newstar. If you'd like to learn more about Michael, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is mschoen, M-S-C-H-O-E-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is newstar.com, N-E-U-S-T-A-R.com. Just one link I'd like to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could also sign up for our once a week newsletter or send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed. We publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.